From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much. I am Mike. Uh, thank you for joining the Mike Davidson Lives podcast. Uh, it's where I basically rant about pop culture, sports, maybe a little bit about the personal life. Uh, I thank you for joining me here, recording Monday morning. I uh, was going to record this Sunday night. I usually record Sunday and Wednesday nights, if I can help it. Uh, but I passed the F out last night. I was dead tired. I was actually, I'm looking at my notes right now. They're right next to me. I was sketching these things out on the recliner. And then all of a sudden my eyelids were like, nope, can't do it. And I was out. I slept through a storm in the middle of the night. I slept through a storm this morning. Uh, I'm up and about. I'm ready to go to work. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but... Rest assured, I was going to knock this out before I left today. Uh, and I, I sound a little energetic. Even I noticed I'm sounding a little more energetic. The thing is, I've only taken a few sips out of my first mug of coffee here. So I can be very energetic. Um, so I want to start off a little precursor here. You, if, if you've been with me for the past year, I said earlier on, Regarding where I once was, I would deal with it in due time. Only I knew when that time was coming. Uh, talking about how I ended up from radio to podcasting. That time is coming much sooner than you think. It's coming a lot sooner than I think uh, or thought. Um, some stuff happened over the weekend... And I'm still processing it. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about it in full detail here. Not yet, because I want to get all my thoughts lined up and ready to go. Uh, it may not be the next episode. It may not be next week. It could be a couple weeks. Rest assured, within the month's time, I am going to address it. I just want you to know that my wife is doing fine, my kids are doing fine, and I am doing a hell of a lot better. All I will say is I don't feel like I'm I don't feel like I have this great weight on me anymore and I've been dealing with some things and again I want to talk about this all in due time uh, but I'll say this it, it's all when things were happening it almost seemed like it was a movie like you I couldn't believe this was actually happening but it did and I'll tell you how I handled everything here in a little bit might be a few episodes, but hang with me. Now, um, over the weekend, uh, my, my uh, a little background story. I can't talk too much about what my wife does because she works for a well-known coffee coffee establishment, and uh, you know they want they have an image to maintain, so they don't want their employees talking too much about the place they work at. But she uh, she works downtown here in Fort Wayne, and. Uh, Sometimes some people get a little rowdy, and uh, one time she had asked somebody to leave the store, and they threw a, a Diet Pepsi bottle at her or something. Like they got mad and threw it at her. Okay, uh, so I'm just I'm just telling you. She, you know, of course it's a Pepsi bottle. It's not going to do too much damage, but you know she was a little you know miffed by it. She handled it like a professional, like any professional employee of any place should. 
Uh, but it kind of gives me a little background here because we were at the mall over the weekend. We were walking out to Barnes and Noble. It was me and Lana. Uh, Hazel was with Grandma. Uh, uh, my wife had Logan. We were leaving the store after our purchases here. And uh, this dude had his son on one of those stretchy leashes. Like, you know, the little handcuff things. You know, Daddy has it on his thing and the kid has it on his wrist. And uh, usually that's like for uh, like a three or four year old. This kid looked to have been six. So I can tell right away this is a dude... Uh, that is really well behaved. And he was just like this six-year-old. I know that kids are not supposed to be necessarily angelic, but he was a little rowdy, okay? And his dad kept giving him back this Sprite bottle going, you hold on to this, you hold on to this. And the kid was not having it and decided to throw it and it narrowly missed Lana. And as we're walking by, uh, you know, we walked away from it. I was a little mad because this kid was... You know, being a dick, uh, you know, and, and we were all together. Uh, my wife was like, I was talking about this with my wife, and she goes, well, no judgment. I know how it is handling some kids. You know, they get a little rowdy. Keep in mind that our oldest is five. And I said, well, you know, Lana is your uh, your daughter because she had a soda bottle thrown at her. <laughs> and and I got punched, and my wife called me an a-hole. And that's how you know your your spouse loves you is when you, know, you get called affectionate names like that. You know, a-hole. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot this happened until after it happened. And the only reason I knew this happened was because it was all over my freaking news feed. And uh, now that I recall, it was being promoted on TV land because it's owned by Paramount. But uh, the MTV VMAs happened over the weekend last night. And I guess they're still trying to be relevant. They had Johnny Depp as the Moon Man. Uh, the Chili Peppers got an award. There were some performances of all these other artists. And uh, Lizzo apparently decided to wear a curtain to the event. Like, it was just this weird-ass... Uh, look, I know she's a bigger gal, but she could wear better is what I'm saying. But it, it doesn't matter if Taylor Swift wore this thing. It was a big friggin' curtain. It, it looked like nothing. Like, it reminded me of the Carol Burnett show where uh, they spoofed the Gone with the Wind scene where uh, Scarlett O'Hara had a dress made out of a curtain and Carol Burnett just came down the stairs wearing the curtain complete with rod. That's what, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. So, uh, the VMAs, uh, they have kind of morphed into this weird-ass New York Met Gala thing where it's just like, okay, these are today's top pop stars. Have them wear things that make them look like they walked out of the Hunger Games is basically what it's become. It, and it just, it's a joke to me. It's a joke to anybody that, uh, uh, that, that remembers when the VMAs try to be something. Like when uh, uh, that one dude from Rage Against the Machine cr climbed the rafters when Limp Biscuit won an award. Uh, but it's, I, I got this uh, texted to me by a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Haywood, um, but uh, he came across the television uh, schedule just ahead of the VMAs of what MTV now airs. And one of the biggest bitches about MTV has been, well, they no longer show music videos. And they haven't for quite a bit. And I think, we, I think most of us have moved on from that because we're just like, okay, MTV's not the same as it was. I remember being massively disappointed... 
Back in 98, moving into Ball State, having cable TV for the first time in forever, thinking, all right, I get to watch music videos. Man, I would see everybody in high school got to watch music videos, and I turned it on, and it's uh, Road Rules and, uh, and all this other bull crap. Um, but it's far worse than it was. Far worse. Uh, because at least back in the day, even though you hated the fact that music television wasn't showing music anymore, uh, they were coming up with original content. The bulk of this television schedule uh, for the week of August 22nd through last night, the bulk of it was showing reruns of Catfish and Ridiculousness and maybe maybe an hour or two Saturday morning for uh, fresh music videos, and that's about it. But it's just... It's become a clearinghouse, a, a a TV land, if you will, for shitty viral video shows, is what I'm saying. Like, that's MTV now. Oh, they also showed uh, Joe Dirt and Wedding Crashers in the Longest Yard. That was also on the schedule for, like, Saturday. How how terrible is that? And, and uh, cable television... I, I don't know if anybody's really winning this, uh, the viewing wars because I know uh, network TV's kind of dying, cable TV's obviously dying, and streamers, man, they're having a hard time uh, making money and getting subscribers because everything's so scattershot. You know, nobody knows how to manage content anymore, and MTV is not even generating content, and that's a, that's a problem. That's how you become irrelevant uh, uh, this day and age. I mean. MTV does not generate content. I know that uh, Comedy Central just shows reruns of The Office in South Park anymore. Like, they're just showing reruns. Every freaking cable channel is a uh, is a Nick at Night of some sort, a TV land of some sort. And MTV's, like, showing all these freaking reruns. And then, okay, we're going to do this award show for something that we no longer play just to stay relevant. And, uh, yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. No sense whatsoever. Uh, but by the way, if you want to see the uh, the curtain dress uh, from uh, Lizzo and MTV, go ahead and take a look at it. I do have it linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. They'll probably say it looks smashing. I want to stick with, it's a curtain, Lizzo. You could do better. All right. Uh, speaking of network television, uh, it, and I was just talking about how cable TV is dying and how streamers are having trouble managing content. I don't think I'm going to get to the streamer thing this go-around. Uh, but network TV, very interesting. It was announced, uh, well, I don't know if it was announced. I think it was leaked. NBC, uh, you know, uh, formerly the home of must-see TV with ratings giants like Seinfeld and Friends and ER and all that. Uh, well, now they're struggling, and they're they're actually contemplating doing away with the 10 p.m. hour of primetime television. Because, again, they don't understand that content's the way to survive. I don't think they realize how to make content. So if you're uh, a network affiliate, say, like, there's a network affiliate for NBC here in Fort Wayne, obviously. Um, but uh, what would you fill that time with? Would you do two hours of local news? Because when you're not providing content, uh, the television or the television affiliate has to provide content, and if they're going head to head with uh, CBS and um, ABC, which is still doing a 10 o'clock hour, as far as I know, what are you going to do? Um, and th this is obviously a television exec uh, idea because if you're creative, you you think, well, no, I I can fill that with something. 
But again, they don't understand what it takes to fill that hour with content. Television network executives, a lot of people handling media don't understand media, and it's uh, it's kind of sad. Um, but you know, Fox does that. Fox can get away with that. But the, Fox has always been an, uh, an eight to ten, and then like seven to ten on Sunday. They've always been an eight to ten network. So that, and they have a ten o'clock news. But the, it's almost like NBC is kind of regressing to what Fox pretty much stuck with. And uh, it makes you wonder if that's kind of entering the brain thing, uh, the brain waves of NBC or not NBC, but ABC and CBS. Are they going to do less television? That would be a problem. But again, nobody knows how to handle content. I do. I do have. Um, God, I do have a couple of rock stories here. Uh, the first one, I think uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, he, you know, he I, he's putting out some new stuff. Uh, New album. I know that he and Clapton collaborated on a song. Before I go and get in this story, uh, Eric Clapton was talking about how he wasn't a fan of the lyrics of a song that Ozzy Osbourne wanted to do. So they tried out the song a couple times with different lyrics, and Ozzy's like, no, nah, dude, I, we, we're going to do it my way. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's the way it should be. I mean, Clapton, I love you, man, but this is Ozzy's album. <laughs> You're you're the guest. Just just provide a you know a nice little uh, bluesy riff and let's be on with it. Let's see what you can put up with, man. Um, I think yeah, I think Ozzy's just kind of in that uh, point in his career. You know, he's getting to the end and he's just like, okay, this is my bucket list of artists I want to work with. I mean, he did that song with Elton John a couple of years back. That wasn't too bad. Um, but you know, it was it was different. It was different from a lot of the stuff that Ozzy's done. But again, when you're as old as Ozzy, you you have just things you want to do. But he was talking about in a recent interview the reason he gave up acid, and I guess it came from the fact that I think he he did this a while back, and he wandered off into a field and started talking to a horse while tripping. And at the end of this trip, or at least at the end of this conversation, the horse told Ozzy to f o. And so Ozzy was like, okay, I, I guess I'm done with acid. <laughs> now imagine having an intervention from Mr. Ed. Uh, but that happened, apparently. And uh, Tommy Lee can't get enough of his wiener. <laughs> okay, everybody. Yeah, uh, because, you know, he uh, went on a bender a few weeks back. And, uh, you know, he showed his wang on the Internet. And I guess everybody's supposed to be impressed by the fact that he showed his peen once again. And, uh, you know, he's been having fun with it. And by it, I mean the story, the instant, not necessarily his Peter. Uh, although he probably does have fun with it because he is the drummer for Motley Crue. And he's got the maturity level of a 14-year-old. But uh, recently he got up on stage and started talking about it. And then, uh, you know, he's joking around. He goes, everybody, who wants to see my wiener? And he pulled out of his pants a dachshund. This, this little... This little uh, wiener dog uh, in front of thousands and thousands of people. And uh, those guys have bad backs to begin with because, well, they're the shape of a hot dog wiener. And they're always kind of nervous. They're kind of like uh, the wiener version of the Chihuahua. And I'm just looking at that little dog thinking, you poor bastard, you were in Tommy Lee's pants. Um, <laughs> of course, I could say that for a lot of groupies. Oh, my God, you were actually in Tommy Lee's pants. <laughs> 
But uh, that's that's the kind of highbrow entertainment you're going to get when you go to a Motley Cruise show. Apparently, uh, you know Tommy Lee still talking about his penis and pulling dogs out of his pants. Now, uh, would you say that uh, uh, would you say that Tommy Lee is a toxic male? He probably is on some uh, some level because I mean he had uh, the 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 home movies with Pamela Anderson and then uh, the allegations of uh, spousal abuse and uh, you know he's just kind of a he's kind of a, a douchebag. But I guess that's kind of the thing on the internet. And, and bear with me when I'm talking about this because I'm um, I'm not a censorship guy. I need to know how bad an idea is before I know it's a bad idea. So I let people say what they want. But uh, I guess a couple of social media platforms uh, canceled or uh, suspended this dude by the name. What, what is his name? I've got it like right here. Uh, Andrew Tate. He's a male influencer. And basically, he's one of those. Uh, his his claim to fame was like he was on one of those British uh, reality shows back in the day, and he I think his big brother over across the pond, and uh, he got booted off first week, and he capitalized on that celebrity uh, lack thereof, and went on the internet. And I guess uh, he he espouses what it takes to be a man, and uh, you know he dresses real fly. Uh, because that's what a real dude does. He dresses like uh, you know, a GQ model. He doesn't dress like he has a 9-to-5 job. He actually has to dress like somebody who has uh, uh, a YouTube channel. Well, he says some things that are less than flattering about women. I don't know all the things that he says that are less than flattering about women, but he's all about himself and looking like, you know, big pimpin', uh, basically a rap artist without the uh, the catalog. He gets dropped from it, and, you know, uh, everybody's kind of freaking out about it. Um, I guess the people that are uh, really big against the toxic male influencer. Again, I didn't, I've never heard of this dude until this past week when uh, the media outlets were making a big deal about it. Like, my life was fine. My life is typically fine until I find out about douchebags like this. But uh, the, the big freak out, and I'm looking at BuzzFeed.com, this isn't... This isn't even an article. This is a solicit for them to write an article, basically. The headline is, Tell us if toxic male influencers like Andrew Tate have changed the boys and men in your life. Oh my God. So they want you to tattle on people that uh, listened to this uh, to this gas bag. And again, this they're, they're missing a bigger point here. And... I'm not really defending Andrew Tate because I don't want to go and look at his videos and I don't want to go and look at what he says. I have my own ideas of uh, what a dude should be like. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of guys have their own ideas of what a dude should be like. But I, it, this is going to really shock you out there, uh, some of you. Uh, but I, I base some of the stuff on how I should behave as a man after some of the things I've seen and heard my dad do and say. It, you know, like, that was my male role model, believe it or not. My father, the guy who helped bring me into this world and raised me. I know not everybody has a great dad in their life. Um, but if you do have a great dad, that's who you base it on. And if you didn't, you, you, maybe you had an uncle. Maybe you had a grandfather. Maybe 
you know, a brother that kind of stepped in and filled the void uh, as best he could. But, you know, a, a dude in your life that has lived and done things and has had jobs and has been through school and has had, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, good times, bad times with women, somebody you can have a beer with, uh, somebody you can interact with and, uh, you know, get great advice from and go back and forth with, and you don't have to log on to the internet and, um, and, uh, you know, get his two cents on whatever the hell. Uh, but if, if there is a, an epidemic or to borrow a, f a fun term pandemic of, uh, dudes that don't know how to be dudes and are turning to douchebags like Andrew Tate, it's not necessarily the content problem of the internet. It's basically, uh, the lack of a decent father figure in their life. Not to sound like an old fart, but, I mean, that's it. They're lacking something, and that's why they turn to a guy like this. I mean, if, this guy has, has probably been ranting and raving for years, and I know I'm not in the demographic because I'm 42, and I'm already kind of set in my ways. But my life has been fine without him. And I, and I assure you, uh, if you are a young dude who's looking for guidance... Your life would be okay if you're not getting bad advice from this guy. Okay. Now, I don't know everything this guy has said and done, but I will tell you again, I'm, I'm, he's over the cross the pond, but I am a big First Amendment guy. And uh, I need to hear how bad some ideas are. But if you're dressing up like he does and thinking how cool you are, chances are you're really not that cool. You probably belong on the MTV VMAs. Uh, that does remind me, though, uh, somebody shared this, and I don't even know who that, because there are the male influencers out there. Uh, some guy was talking about how weak you are if you start your day off with a cup of coffee. This guy looks like he doesn't have a job, so F him. But BuzzFeed, you, congratulations on uh, continuing to be BuzzFeed and worrying about bullshit like this. Uh, oh my God, somebody was watching Andrew Tate. We need to write an article and save people's lives fast. If you if there's a bad idea out there, you make fun out of it, man. That's what that's what you're supposed to do, like uh, flat earthers. Which brings me this one pains me though. Um, this one really does pain me because I like this guy. I've never met this guy, but I kind of like this guy. Shaquille O'Neal might be on the Flat Earther bandwagon. Jesus, man, no, not you too, Shaq. I mean, he was on a a podcast that has far more listeners than mine, but uh, he was talking about how uh, you know he loves conspiracy theories because they make you think. Uh, to me, conspiracy theories make me roll my eyes, just like BuzzFeed uh, articles asking for you to read on your you know loved ones. Uh, but. Uh, what, what he started talking about uh, flat Earth, and uh, you know, you know, he thinks there might be something to it because he was 20, 20 hours in a plane from the states to Australia, and he said not once did his plane fly at a diagonal angle, which makes no sense to me. Whatever, I mean, how does that have to do with the Earth being round? If it was diagonal, if you flew at a diagonal angle. You would fly out of the freaking atmosphere. You'd go too high, man. Uh, but he was using that as, uh, hey, maybe that means the Earth is flat. No, that's stupid. <laughs> that's the dumbest theory yet. The, the Earth can't be flat because, uh, God, I don't even want to get into it. You, you rotate around the sun. You rotate, rotate. 
you revolve. Okay, you, well, you actually you rotate on your axis. You revolve around the sun. You have the moon rotate and revolve and all that stuff. You, you, there's a lot of spinning going on, is what I'm saying. And if you get high enough into the atmosphere, you can see the curvature of the Earth. That's how that works. And uh, you know, I know universally speaking, the Earth is a very very small blue pebble. But to you and me, it's a very, very large rock. Okay. Uh, so, it, you know, I keep talking about how uh, Indiana is a small state, but it's big enough where you can uh, put hours between you and somebody and still be within the state. So, you know, size is all relative. If you're on the planet, you're not going to feel the Earth rotate and revolve because you're used to that. And you're not going to see a whole lot because you're on the ground. You're surrounded by things. And it's a gradual curve. I can't believe I'm having to explain this, but that's how that works. That in Shaquille O'Neal, um, like I said, the guy has done some great things. He's a funny dude. Um, but he, he doesn't need to buy into this. Nobody needs to buy into this. I'm not going to start up an article asking if you or your loved ones are in the flat earth uh, uh, theory and uh, has it affected your life. I'm just pointing out the fact that this thing is effing stupid is what that is. Um, and this is kind of effing stupid, but it's also kind of funny at the same time uh, because it, it just astounds me how long this lasted and where this is. Now think back... Two years ago, when everybody was pissed and tearing down things and burning down things, and they wanted to get rid of things that were Confederate this, Confederate that, Founding Fathers this, Founding Fathers that. Like, that was just kind of the mindset. And I looked at this story from earlier this week, and I'm like, how in the hell did this last as long as this did? Holy crap, this is nuts. There is a mountain... Out in Oregon, uh, that is considering changing its name uh, to two different things. One being, I think, an Indian chief, a Native American, an indigenous person, or whatever you want to say. Which, okay, fine. And, I, and I'm forgetting the other name. But, but the name of this place currently, sit your ass down for this one, Mount Schwastika. <laughs> oh, my God. How did we miss that one, right? Um, now... It wasn't like out in Oregon there was like Nazis hiding after the war or anything. They're like, well, we need some place where no one will find us. Let's call this Mount Swastika. That wasn't it at all. Um, the symbol of the swastika uh, is actually, I, I believe, a Hindu. A Hindu symbol for good luck uh, back in the day. And I think it, over in India it's still, it's still okay to use. But outside of India, everyone's like, nah. There's kind of a bad connotation with it, right? Um, but uh, there used to be a town, I think back in the 1800s out in Oregon, called Swastika. And there was a cattle rancher that even branded his cattle with a swastika. Uh, so that's why it has its name <laughs> for years. Even during and after the war and during the 60s and all this other crap that we've had uh, go on here stateside. It's kept this name, and now they're like, well, maybe we should get around to doing this, changing the freaking name. And I know they got two names lined up, but I, I almost feel like <laughs> penciling in Mount Oops My Bad as the name, because God, God Almighty, how do you put off 
renaming that. And I'm not big on renaming a lot of crap, but maybe that was something, if you're going to rename something, maybe that should have been something first you do. And this is out in Oregon. That's like hippie state, man. That What the hell are they... They smoke too much of something to forget about that name, right? Mount Schwastika. Holy crap, man. Oh, my God. Coffee's delicious. And, uh, all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, I am in a pretty good mood, but uh, there's a viral video, and I think I think this is on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, too. Uh, out in Philadelphia, somebody will, you know, the whole emotional animal, emotional support animal thing is getting a little out of hand. I can understand emotional support dogs, because dogs are man's best friend. Uh, cats are a little... I go back and forth on cats. I mean, the animal has to be reasonable, right? It has to be something that makes sense. Somebody was out in a park in Philadelphia with a pet emotional support alligator on a leash. Uh, of course, muzzled and everything, but, uh, you know, you... With emotional support, man, I mean, it's hard to get anxiety if uh, your pet eats everybody, I guess is what I'm saying. I, but I, I have to wonder how difficult it would be to bring a damn thing like that on a plane. Emotional support alligator. Now, I don't need one of those right now. I'm, I'm pretty good. And again, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I will get to some things very soon. But let, just rest assured, me and the family, we're doing A-OK. And, uh, you know, we're just days away from Labor Day weekend. Looking forward to the end of summer. Growing out some meats, drinking some beers. Gotta get through a work week first, though. So do you. All right, until next time, stay fresh, cheese bags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Lives.